0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News
1: Talk. Earlier in the show, we talked about. Uh, Irish neutrality Hi Kieran. i I'm an American visiting Ireland this beautiful spring listening to Breed Smith earlier really ground, grinded my gears because as you mentioned the world is changing and Ireland will need to pick a side it is unrealistic for Ireland to play a peace broker role however they can be a facilitator of American power such as hosting a military base which Ireland will not have to invest much in this means Ireland can invest in themselves while US troops and equipment can provide the security needed for the island. I'm not sure what uh, all of our listeners might think about that. Even those who are in favour of uh, bolstering our defence might balk at the idea of, of a US base here. Not everybody. I'd like to hear, like I say, people's views. 087-1400-106. We cannot allow Russia to get away with this unprovoked attack on a sovereign state, the theft of 20% of its territory and the brutal torture of its citizens. And we cannot reward their brazen actions elsewhere either. Keep those views coming. Durka Lee is with me now. He's a retired army colonel and and Peacekeeper, uh, to continue this discussion. Uh, and the reason we're having it is because the Taunish to Martin has announced that a forum is going to be held uh, over the summer months wherein Irish neutrality and Ireland's defence and security uh, policy and capabilities will be discussed. Uh, Durka, you're very welcome uh, to the show. Uh, am, am I right in thinking that you have changed your view on whether Ireland should join NATO? Is that right?
0: Yes, Um over the years, when during the Cold War years, um, you know, we were very we were very insecure. We knew we were so underdefended. We also knew that NATO countries would protect themselves first, and so I was in favour of joining NATO. Uh, uh, it, you know, but at the same time, then when the Berlin Wall came down in eighty nine, uh, the threat from Russia re- or USSR receded dramatically, and I felt at that stage the case was a, there was a much, uh, it was much more favorable times, and we could continue then with neutrality the way we were up to a certain point, but there might be a point where uh, we would have to change now. I was thinking ahead to, to unification and uh, the british uh, their interest that we might uh, join NATO around the same time as unification because there were of the strategic defence uh, issues in common, mm. but uh, the Ukraine war has changed that and particularly so when Sweden and Finland suddenly change and uh, apply to join. From that particular time on, um, we had to look back and see, this is a different situation. Uh, We really should. We had, with Finland, Sweden and Austria, we were the four big neutrals that led up all these peacekeeping missions for decades. And that kind of consensus also that's over. I mean, now they can't. They're, they're out, uh, at least uh, Finland is, and uh, it'll still continue doing peacekeeping, I'm quite sure, but it won't be the same before where the four of us would kind of, at certain forums, would um, we could speak for 25 million people in the European Union. It was mm. important. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, it was, so, but um, now that's gone, and I think that we are we need, we have an example here of a situation of, of a country that's not in NATO, wants to be in NATO, and it's kind of too late for them. They're now at war. And even though individual NATO countries are helping out and individual EU countries are helping out, it's still, we see that the situation is it's better to be inside rather than out. Well, and that is my view. But I haven't an ideological point about it. I mean, I, it's not. Uh, I don't feel very, very strong about. But the most important thing is that we develop our military defence capabilities, well, uh, commensurate with our size.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you about that in just a moment about our, our capabilities and what we should be investing in. But, 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 on the point of joining NATO, what about the argument? And Breed Smith from People Before Profit made this earlier that you know that there is a place in the world for independent arbiters, for mediators, for brokers for peace, you know, and. Ireland could fulfil that role and we can't do it if we're a member of NATO.
0: Look, if you look at it this way, we're a population of 5.1 million in uh, whatever it is, in the European Union. And the vast majority, everyone else in the European Union bar ourselves, Austria, Malta and um, Cyprus. It's a very small grouping. We don't have... There, I know there is this, this this moral authority that we had and. Uh, but it doesn't actually, in the end of the day, I don't think uh, belligerence, when it comes to that, it uh, pay much uh, attention. Uh, you know, we, we have to absolutely look to our own defence. And uh, I think at this stage of the game that NATO are doing that. Now, there will be ultimately a European Union common defence, ultimately. And I had hoped that we could carry on to that particular point. We didn't. I didn't see that NATO uh, would stand so well as it has. And uh, but there's an overlap let things evolve but by the way I don't think that Ireland should uh, should just rush into joining NATO uh, we should take our time and really have a thorough debate most important that that debate uh, gets all the views that's why I really welcome the, the Thornishers initiative uh, and I think that. Uh, uh, we need to have that. We can't uh, uh, go around with, with this vulnerability. As you know, uh, our territorial area is absolutely massive when you can't yeah. see as well as the land.
1: Well, well durga I mean, it, were, were we to go to NATO uh, tomorrow, and I, I appreciate you making the point, we shouldn't be going anywhere near it tomorrow. It's a, a conversation that should be had and we should yeah. take our time. But were we to do it? I mean, would they necessarily want us? When you look at the retention and recruitment crisis in the army, when you look at the uh, retention recruitment crisis in, in in the Navy as well and ships mothballed in bolan. When you look at our air capabilities and the fact that the, that the best we can muster in that regard are some P9s down in Baldonnell and the reliance we have on the Royal Air Force next door if we were ever an actual bother. When you look at the fact that we don't have primary radar, like for all of these reasons, might NATO look at us and think, do we really want this ramshackle lot?
0: Um, It's not a question really, that is true. We are certainly under-resourced in all the areas that you mentioned but remember that NATO sees this thing strategically and the Irish position where we are in the northeast part of the Atlantic is a strategic location and it is, uh, you can see the, um, it links of the Swedish made analysis some time ago linking up Baltic defence the Arctic Circle area and the whole northeast coast and there is this dimension Uh, I'm not just talking about the cables but there's always been at times during more War more too which is awfully important and now we have it important again for a different reason and it's much better to, uh, NATO would welcome us to join I'm quite sure of that well, NATO have welcomed Irish peacekeeping troops uh, into their missions and mm. they know that we have the standard of training uh, and equipment necessary to carry out those roles. At least we had at that time. I think things have gone so bad now that uh, this, we have a lot of catch-up to do. Yeah. But I think NATO would welcome that, and certainly from from my time in Brussels, which is I know a long time ago now, uh, that's, there was always this you know feeling there that uh, it it was if we asked that we would get uh, you know we would be admitted.
1: How important is it it that, kind of parallel with any discussion, regardless of outcome, on on our neutrality or our place in the world or or, or, our alignment, our military alignment, that we address some of the issues that I've just mentioned, that we invest in primary radar, that we deal with recruitment and retention, that we resource the Defence Forces?
0: Well, I think, first of all, you see, the point about it is that you have to have a deterrent anyway. And the deterrent is commensurate to uh, your size. And I don't mean that just geographically, but uh, in the economy and uh, population, the whole thing. But the deterrent idea is that you have comparable forces to your neighbors. And it's just like, for instance, on the street, if you have a burglar alarm system in, and uh, you know if every house had a, a dog or a burglar alarm system, but one house didn't. That's the one that's going to get burgled. And unfortunately, the lesson of history is in the country that the people that neglect their inter- their fence mm. would lose their independence. That's it. You go back to World War I, look at the countries that are now in NATO that were neutral at the beginning. So we know we have to look back 100 years and look forward 100 years. I'm not talking about an immediate threat. I don't think just because of the Ukraine war that we should change completely uh, immediately and start. But we should work towards, we should we now think, and I, you know, my case, it tips the scale in favour of joining NATO. And what on, we, in the meantime, we need to get ourselves in order. And we need to work in that. And there's a consensus within the EU as well uh, to reach a certain common dimension level uh, of um, investment in defence. The areas you mentioned, they're all valid, absolutely valid.
1: Dorica Lee, retired army colonel and peacekeeper. Dorica, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, One listener says, defence from who? Ukraine is right beside Russia. Who is Ireland being threatened by exactly? We're absolutely grand. Just leave us as a neutral country uh, for Christ's sake. Somebody else says, it would cost us an absolute fortune to join NATO. 2% of GDP annually and all the infrastructure and personnel required. Waste of money. We should not join. I think 2% is the target of GDP. But I think when you look at it, very few NATO members actually spend 2% of GDP. I know they've been... Haranguing the Germans, the Americans have for years to spend two percent of GDP on their defence. They haven't done it yet. Anyway, we don't want nuclear subs sailing up the Slaney. Says somebody else. Oh.
0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Coady with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.